He did not say, seek my anointing. He did not say, seek my gifts. But he said, seek me. And ye shall live. Now, if you're anything like me, a human being, I like stuff. I like things. I like food. I like fish. I like to go mud bogging. I haven't done that in 30 years, probably. But I like things. I like to do things. I like to experience things. I like to travel. I like to see the mountains. I like to go places. Uh, did I mention food? Did I say that already? I like fudge. I like bread. <laughs> I like steak. But there's one thing that we need more than things, and that is Him. It's Him. I've often said when you have Him, you have all things because all things are in His hands. The whole world, all the resources, all the gold, all the silver, all the cattle, and the hills that the cattle live on, everything belongs to God. And the Lord here is speaking. It's not a preacher doing the speaking. It's not coming from the mind of the preacher, but it's the voice of God that is being communicated through the preacher. For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. But seek not Bethel. Notice that. Bethel means the house of God. He says, don't even seek the house of God, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not to Beersheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. But verse number 6, again he says, Seek the Lord, and ye shall live. He didn't say seek the blessing of God. Or seek what God has established, but to seek the Lord, and ye shall live. I want to share for a few moments the importance of seeking and exalting the Lord in your life and in your situation. We started this journey uh, some time ago about making Him the Lord of your life. And I want to continue uh, in this vein and in this word. So let's just pray once again, lift our voices. We're not going to be long tonight, I promise you that. It's only 7.36. Amen. I had a, had a great sandwich before I came to church, so I'm being sustained right now. But let's just lift our voices because we need the Lord tonight, don't we? Come on, we need the Lord tonight. Everybody in this place, you need Jesus. You need the Word of God. You need, amen, the manna which comes from heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And He is that manna. He is the bread of life. And we want to partake of Him tonight. He's also the living water. Amen. If you're thirsty tonight, He's here to fill. He's here to satisfy. And if you'll drink again tonight, I'm telling you that well will begin to flow again in this service. The more you drink, the more it flows. Come on. 
The more you drink, the more that well flows, the more it springs up. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's a deep well. It'll never run dry. My God, we've come to seek you tonight, Jesus. We've come to seek you. We're, discipl we're disciplining our mind, our thought, our attitude, our actions, and we're seeking the Lord. Hallelujah, because we want to live. We're seeking you because we want to live. And we know that if we seek you, we will live. And if we live, we will overcome the world as you have in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Can we just give thanks to the Lord tonight because he's here and he's made himself available and accessible to us. You may be seated. God bless you. Seeking the Lord is really the key to life. Seeking the Lord is the key to life. Not getting a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, a doctorate degree or a GED. Not getting hired by some large company. Not when you make friends with dignitaries and people of high status. No. The key to life is really seeking Him. Because in Him is life. And He has made that life available to us. And He told us while He was here in the days of His flesh, I've come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. Now we can tell you about trials, can't we? We can tell you about struggles. We can tell you about pain. We can tell you about discouragement, depression, and disappointment. But what the church really needs to be able to tell the world about is the life that Jesus Christ gives. I know the world gives us a lot of problems and pain. But in the midst of our world, we need to be able to sit down and experience what David talked about. And that is the Lord prepares a table before me even in the presence of my enemies. Even when I'm in a barren land, I can be fruitful. Even when I'm in a dry place, I can drink of the spring of living water. Amen. The world needs to hear the message of the church that Jesus Christ is still the same today as he was then. Amen. He reigned as Lord. He had all power on heaven or in heaven and on earth. And so he does today. And he should in our lives because we allow him to exercise that power and that authority and that sovereignty that he possesses. The scripture in Isaiah chapter number 55 Verse 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. A lot of times I add to that. Lord, you know I've been here a long time. Lord, you know I've been going through it. Lord, you know where I'm at. And what I'm really saying is, is, Lord, I need you to do something. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Lord, I need you to make a way where there seems to be no way. 
Lord, I'm tired of struggling. I need a breakthrough. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can you relate to that? But the scripture says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. And I have often thought about this and I've pondered it and I've considered it and I've confessed even to the Lord that God sometimes I, I, I don't seek you for you but I seek to get something from you maybe a better job a raise maybe you're seeking uh, you're say you're, you're say you're seeking the Lord but what you're really seeking is for the Lord to remove them out of your life because they're giving you a hard time Remove my persecutors, Lord. I can't take it no more. <laughs> and, and, and so what you're really seeking is deliverance. You're not seeking the Lord for relationship. Because if you understand the life of Jesus Christ, he suffered a lot. But he never ceased to be God. The Bible says he was a man of sorrows. He was afflicted. He grieved. He had emotional pain. He was rejected. And he experienced human life and human suffering. But yet it didn't stop him. It didn't change him. Uh, you, you never heard him uh, pouting and having a pity party. Anybody beside me ever had a pity party? Huh? <laughs> no one comes. And they don't bring any presents if they do. <laughs> and there's a tear in their beer, too. <laughs> Root beer, of course. But I'm reminded tonight that really the key to life is seeking Him. A lot of times we're seeking deliverance when God is seeking development. We're seeking a way out when God's trying to uh, cause us to go through it so that he can build us into what we need to be so that we can better represent him in the world. You think God's going to trust people that can't endure pain and problems and pressure? You think he's going to trust them with some of these great things? I'm just using that term generally speaking. Hmm? No. He's only going to trust you with certain things after he's tried you. And after you have proven yourself to be faithful and loyal to God, to his call, to his word, and to his lordship in your life. Somebody say, I must seek the Lord. What we naturally and normally do is we seek out our own path. Don't we? We seek out discounts. We seek the restaurant of our choice. We seek out our career, vocation, etc. We're busy about seeking our own path. Is that right? Most of the time we're just, we're just seeking to do what we want to do, go where we want to go, have what we want to have. But the Lord is trying to call us and said, seek me and you'll, you'll find life in me. The Bible says, in him we live and we move and we have our being. Not outside of him, but in him and with him. Because he's the true treasure. 
People say, well, I, I, I want to go to heaven. Well, I, I do too. But you know what our reward is? You, th- you think heaven's your reward? No. No. Heaven's just the place where your reward's going to be. Your reward is him. It's not heaven. Heaven's just a place where your reward is going to be. He is your reward. He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him, not stuff, but him. And so God's trying to teach us that life is in him. It's not in the world. But yet we're distracted, aren't we? And the world is communicating and saying, I got what you need. People in our world saying, I got what you need. And some of us that were not raised in church, we've, we've been there, we've tried all that, and we realize it ain't there. It doesn't work. It won't end well. But those of us that have been here a while can say, he works. He's worth it. He's worth the trial, the suffering, the pain, the pressure, the rejection. He's worth it all. Amen. I'll go through all of that if I can just have him because he is life. Hallelujah. So if we're going to have him reign as Lord in our lives, we must seek him and his lordship. Psalms 27, verse 8, when thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said, thy face will I seek. We've heard it, and I've mentioned it earlier. We seek his hands most of the time, but not his face. But when you seek his face, you're seeking him. You're seeking to be approved by him, to be acceptable in the sight of God. But yet we are striving for acceptance among our peers and among the world. And and we want people to approve of us and people to affirm us and people to pat us on the back and say, you're doing a great job. We want people to like us and love us and accept us. But what will it profit a man if he will gain the whole world but lose his very soul? It's not worth it. But he's worth it. Say, he's worth it. Come on, lift your hands and your voice to God and say, you're worth it. You're worth it to me. If I never get my way, as long as I can have you, I have it all. Hallelujah. We have to be reminded of these things. My God. Psalms 34, verse number 10 says, the young lions do lack. He didn't say the old lions. He said the young, even the young bucks, even the young, energetic, zealous, passionate, these lions, they lack. And even they suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Isn't that amazing? Those that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. But we know about want, don't we? I want some Lucky Charms. <laughs> I want some Rice crispy treats. I want some Starbucks. That's good. That's good. I don't think that's what he was talking about. I think the want's much deeper than that. Praise God. 
But then my mind goes back to the psalmist when he said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And that's where the struggle is. The struggle is following the shepherd. Are you hearing me? That's where the struggle is. The struggle is following the shepherd and letting him be Lord instead of us. Remember a few weeks ago we were talking about Lord of Lords, King of Kings, God of Gods. Those other lords, he's not talking about the Jehovah of Jehovah's because there's only one Jehovah. But the Lord of Lords he's talking about is the masters, the rulers. And we know that we ourselves can be lords. We can be God. We can make ourselves lords by the decisions that we make. We can make ourselves lords. We demonstrate our own lordship by living life the way we want to live it. But, and you've heard this, and, and we've mentioned it several times, but if God's going to be exalted in your life, Brother Jose, it's going to be because you exalted him. I will exalt the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Because the reality is he will never exalt himself. In your life, he'll never do it. Is he a God of power? Yes. Is he a God of authority? Yes. Is he a sovereign God? Yes. But he's also a God of character. And there are things that he has power to do, amen, that he will never do because it will violate who he is, his character. And he'll never do that. He'll never do that. But us, on the other hand, not only do we have the power and the authority, but we have the audacity. We have the will to do what we want to do. We were working in this machine here today. I started to get in it, Pastor. I started to get in it. I was in it today working way up there about 40 foot. And I got, I got to thinking, you know, we have the power to exalt ourselves. And a lot of times we do every single day. And you know, you know how I exalt myself? By maintaining control of my own life. When I jumped into this lift, I pushed that button, I turned that key, I operated that handle. I was in control. And as long as you and I remain the controllers of our lives, we are exalting our lives above the lordship of Jesus Christ because he'll never exalt himself. He's just not that way. But if he's going to be exalted in your life, it's going to be because you made a decision. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to submit myself and what I want. And I'm going to obey him, thereby demonstrating that you're not Lord, but he is. Come on, how many would stand to your feet and say, I need him to be Lord because I'm not doing a good job at it. I need him to be Lord, because if he is Lord, then I will truly be blessed. Hallelujah. 
Oh, I've got to make him Lord in my life. No wonder the Lord taught us if you get invited. When you go in, you don't jump on the stage. You don't take the highest seat. Amen. But when you're invited, you go in and you take the lowest seat because that's exactly what he did. He came to this world and he took the lowest seat. Amen. He was laid in a manger. He never exalted himself. But when you exalt him, when we exalt him, then he begins to manifest his glory and his power. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, how many needs the Lord to manifest himself in your life? That's only going to happen when you make him Lord, when you exalt him in your life. Come on, let's praise him for a few moments. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just because I say he's Lord doesn't mean... I live under his lordship. When Jesus said, and you've heard it many times, many will come to me in that day and they will say, Lord, Lord. <laughs> and you know the story. He said, depart from you, you workers of iniquity. You've done ministry, you had all the gifts, you had the Holy Ghost, and you used my name. But there were some things in your life that you never let me be Lord over. There were some things concealed, and you thought it was all right, and you just let it go. No wonder David said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, you won't hear me. Did you know that when we, when we refuse to deal with things in our lives, iniquity, transgression, stubbornness, rebellion, whatever it is, if we refuse to take that to God and take that to the altar and say, God, I need help with this situation. I'm struggling with this. I'm having a hard time with this because my nature's telling me to go this way, but your voice is telling me to go this way. Come on, be honest with yourselves and your weakness and your struggle and cast that. Tell God, share it with God. Because he's the only one big enough and strong enough and powerful enough to help you conquer your flesh. And if we never conquer our flesh, then he will never reign as Lord in our lives. But ladies and gentlemen, we need him to be Lord. We need him to be Lord in our lives. Come on, not just friend. It's all right if you have that level of relationship where he's friend. But I'm telling you, if you're going to see the miraculous, if you're going to see the blessings of God, if you're going to see the supernatural, then he needs to be Lord and not just your friend. Oh, I wish somebody would help me praise the Lord for just a few moments. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. No wonder he said in Matthew chapter number 11. Somebody turn there with me. Matthew chapter number 11. I believe we're going to start in verse number 28, Matthew 11. Oh, praise God. Come unto me. All ye that labor, we know about that. And are heavy laden, we know about burden, don't we? He said, and I will give you rest. He's not talking about sleep. You can take a pill and get sleep. This is something that only he can give you, and that is rest for your soul. He restoreth my soul. Only he can give you rest. He spoke that through the prophet Isaiah, and this is the rest 
and the refreshing. Hallelujah. It comes from him. Next verse. Take my yoke upon you. Notice we, we expect God to just put it on us. Lord, put your yoke on me. Lord, just take over my life. <laughs> Have you said that or thought that or, or do you kind of understand what I'm saying? Lord, just take over my life. Well, he don't operate that way. But if you'll yield yourself to him, you don't just say, Lord, take over. No, it's more than a confession. It must be the attitude and the disposition of your heart that affects your will so that you lay down your will so that his will can be implemented and exercised in our lives. And notice, let's just continue to read here. Take my yoke upon you. And look, I can't put it, I can't put the yoke of his lordship on you. I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Next verse, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Well, why aren't we experiencing that? It should be very obvious by looking at the scripture. You know why we don't experience that his yoke is easy and his burden is light? You know why we don't experience the, uh, the, the meekness and the lowliness and the humbleness of Jesus and his lordship? Because we're trying to put our yoke on him. Come on, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Go with me. Come on, Jesus. Go with me. And we'll, we'll take them all. We'll overcome it all. And we're trying to get Jesus in our yoke. It'll never work. And as long as, as you're trying to put Jesus in your yoke and get him to do what you think he ought to do, you're not going to experience the rest that he's made available to you. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be disappointed. Your expectations are not going to be met. Come on. And again, I say you're going to be disappointed because God didn't do it. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's not God's responsibility, amen, or design to do what you think he ought to do. He is subject to no one but his word. That's why the Bible says, thou hast magnified thy word even above thy name hallelujah and if we're going to see the blessing and the power and the demonstration of the and the lordship of Jesus Christ in our life it's because we've taken his yoke and we say lead me lead me in the path of righteousness for your name's sake I'm not in charge God I don't know the way I don't know how to fix it I don't know how to do all this but I'm submitting to you and I'm looking into the word of God for your instruction for your counsel, for your commandment, and for your direction. Hallelujah, for therein do I, I delight. Amen. If I exalt him and his word in my life, then the result is going to be I'm going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I'm going to bear fruit in my season. Amen. And whatsoever I doeth shall prosper. 
How many wants to experience that? Come on, how many wants that to be your reality? It doesn't happen because you've been a good boy or a good girl. It happens because you've submit, amen, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's just respond to him for a few moments. Hallelujah. Come on, just reach out to the Lord if you believe the Lord is speaking to you and trying to help you and bring some things to your attention tonight. Hallelujah. Listen, I want you to understand what I'm saying here. His lordship is not hard. What's hard is submitting ourselves. His lordship is not hard. The hard part is submitting ourselves to his lordship. But when he's in charge, when we're abiding in him and he's abiding in us, that we're submitting to his yoke and his direction and his counsel. Amen. We find out that we have the greatest rest. We have the greatest sense of tranquility. We have peace that passes understanding. And we're not living, amen, filled, filled with anxiety and frustration. We learn, hallelujah, that even in the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to fear no evil because the Lord is our shepherd. The Lord is guiding us through it. We're not alone. We have someone overseeing our lives and we're submitting to him oh would you lift your hands and your voice to the almighty hallelujah teach me how to exalt you in my life teach me how to magnify you in my situation and in my home oh God hallelujah somebody with me cry out to the Lord say teach me how to do it I see it's in the Bible but I need you to teach me how to do it hallelujah God wants you to learn his ways listen You'll never live out his ways. You'll never do things his way until you take time to observe his ways. Now, Brother Cow, Brother Patrick Cow, you have ways of doing things, don't you? You got experience. You got a way you hold that hammer. You got a way you hold that paintbrush. You got a way you hold that nail gun. You have your ways. And if somebody comes along and says, ah, you're doing it wrong. You need to do it this way. You'd have a hard time with that. <laughs> and that's how we are. We're having a hard time because flesh says this is the way you do it. Our humanity says this is the way you do it. This is the way you handle that situation. But the Lord's saying, why don't you observe me? Why don't you look at me? Why don't you observe my ways? Because you'll never live according to my ways and experience the blessing thereof until you take time to observe me and observe my ways. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Then once you observe his ways and you learn these are his ways, now the big challenge is making the decision to do it. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, I got a mind full of knowledge, a mind, a spirit full of revelation. But what am I going to do with it? Am I going to utilize that? Am I going to conform to his image? Am I going to line up with the ways of God? That's a challenge, isn't it? Because it's so easy to do things the way we've always done it. We feel comfortable doing it our way. I'm telling you. I've been on jobs where, where the boss man said, I want you to do this. And I never done it before. And because I never done it before, I didn't have confidence. You know, we're comfortable and we're confident 
when we do things our way. But when we have to switch and change and modify to do things someone else's way, we don't quite have the confidence. It's not as comfortable. But what I'm telling you is this. Don't, don't, don't be distracted or don't be diverted. Don't be discouraged because it's not comfortable or you're not confident. Just keep on looking. Keep on observing. Keep on believing. This is God's way. This is the way God wants it done. And you'll move beyond that feeling of not being comfortable and not being confident. I'm telling you, and the more you do the will of God, the more you walk in the ways of God, the more confidence you're going to have and the more comfortable you're going to be. Amen. And that's what God wants. He wants his children to be like him. That's one of the purposes of God is for you to know him, for you to please him, and for you to be like him. That he can look at you and say, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Why am I well pleased? Because he talks like me. He acts like me. He thinks like me. His confession is according to my word and not according to his carnal perception. Come on. We've got to submit to God and learn how to follow him. That's where the blessings are. That's where the great riches are. It's following him. Hallelujah. Can we just stand to our feet, lift our hands and our voices just a few moments longer here tonight. Oh, Lord God Almighty. Come on, music. Come on and help me out here. Praise God. Oh, Lord Jesus. Not only do I've got to observe his ways, recognize his lordship, but then I've got to make a decision that I'm going to line up, that I'm going to conform, and that I'm going to walk with God. The Bible says in, in the book of Amos, how can two walk together except they be agreed? <laughs> and then Isaiah told us, you may be seated, and then Isaiah told us, uh, and he was speaking with the voice of God, and he says, for my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. For as, the, as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are my ways and my thoughts from yours. But guess what? Even though they're high, even though, amen, they're above and beyond us, they're not out of reach. Because he delights in teaching us his ways. Come on, why don't you just reach out and say, okay, Lord, if you're teaching, then I'm reaching. If you're teaching, then I'm going to reach for him. Come on. Hallelujah. If God is willing to teach us his ways, then I'm willing to reach for them. I'm willing to reach for them. Amen. And the only way I'm going to apprehend and reach for those things, if I, amen, if I'm willing to let some things go from my past. Hallelujah. I've got to let some things go from my past in order to reach for those things which are before me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, do you hear the Holy Ghost tonight saying, I am before you. Reach for me and I will teach you. Follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. Notice he don't teach you and then you follow. He says, you follow me and I'll teach you. Follow me and I'll make you. We want God to perfect us now and do it all now and finish the work now and we want to be grown-ups now. Uh, but we forget 
that life is about development. Life is about growth. Life is about process. And there are some growing pains, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. There are some growing pains. There are many forms of resistance. I think the biggest resistance we have is within ourselves. Our own nature. No wonder Jesus said what he said. A lot of times we overlook the humanity of Christ because we understand he's Emmanuel, he's deity and humanity. But in his humanity, he didn't want to hang on that cross. He didn't want to be stripped naked before the world. The Bible even says he's dis he despised the shame. But none of those things stopped him. The embarrassment, the shame of being naked before the world, being stripped, a crown of thorns, stripes, a bloody body laying on that cross, nailed. And the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him. I hear the Holy Ghost saying, there's so much joy ahead of you. But you gotta quit. We get, you gotta quit looking in the rearview mirror. That's not where the joy is. The joy is ahead of you. Come on, don't 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 worry about your pedigree and and all that. Don't worry about you know what you've accomplished in this world. In fact, you need to forget about some of the pain. In other words, don't dwell on it. Don't don't live every day dwelling on the pain. You don't, it doesn't need to all be erased from your memory because you learn some things. I learned how to do things differently because of pain. Huh? But I'm not living in my past. I'm reaching for my future. What is my future? He is my future. And He is your future. If you want Him to be. Can we stand to our feet tonight? He's my future. Oh, God. Hallelujah. He'll give you power over your disappointment. He'll give you power over your discontentness. Paul learned how to be content in all things, in all situations. High, low, rich, poor. Had a lot, had a little. I've learned how to be content in all things. I wonder how he did it. I wonder how he did it. You want, me to, you want me to tell you the answer? He found out that life was in him and not in the world. He found out that satisfaction was in him, not in stuff. It was not about what you own and what you possess. It's about who owns you and who possesses you. He's your future. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands to the one who holds your life in his hand. Come on, would you let him take charge? Would you let him rule? Would you let him be the master? Would you let him direct your path? Come on, trust in him. Not just as a friend, but in his lordship. Trust in the Lord and trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And don't lean to your own understanding. It'll get you in trouble. You've, you've experienced that. Don't lean to your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge him. Hallelujah. Take, 
some time and get to know him. In the middle of your trial, stop wailing. Oh, stop mourning and get your eyes on the one who suffered so that you can live. Come on, get your eyes back on the Lord and realize that you are who he says you are and you're going to do what he says you can do through him. Oh, submit to his lordship. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just involve ourselves, engage with the Lord here for a few moments tonight. Hallelujah. I know he can do a lot of stuff, but I'm telling you, you'll never see it unless you submit to him, unless you obey him. How do you exalt the Lord? How do you exalt the Lord? You exalt him not by praising him. Listen. Now, you can magnify the Lord in a church service by praising him, but he will never be exalted as Lord in your life until you do at least, at least two things. Number one, you've got to submit to him. And number two, you've got to humble yourself. It's just like Peter on the boat. It was Peter's boat. Peter was the captain and the owner. Peter knew what needed to be done. He, he had fished all night long and taken nothing. But the moment he took the captain's hat off and he gave it to Jesus, that's when he saw the miracle. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, when you're going to see the blessing and the miracle and the provision and experience the rest and the refreshing of God. It's going to drive out your fear. It's going to drive out your anxiety. It's going to drive out that frustration when you and I say, nevertheless, I'll let down the nets. Come on, it's time. And I've been praying today, God, help me get an attitude of nevertheless. Nevertheless, it doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter. What matters is I've got to obey your word. And when you and I obey the word of God, he is exalted. He is exalted in our lives and in our situation. And he will be our reward. He'll give you peace. He'll give you joy. He'll give you rest. Hallelujah. Not just sleep, but rest for your soul. Hallelujah. Teach me to trust you, Lord. Teach me how to trust you, Lord. Teach me how to submit to you, how to submit to your ways. Teach me how to submit to you and to your authority. Teach me how to say no, God, to my will. And teach me how to live a crucified life so that it's not me that liveth, but it's Christ that liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. Come on, just step out from where you are. I know the Holy Ghost is moving. I know the Holy Ghost has manifested His Word tonight. Amen. There's been revelation. There's been impartation into your spirit. Come on, don't let it fall by the wayside. Don't let it fall to the ground. But hear the Word of the Lord. Amen. Pay attention to what He's trying to say and do in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's trying to teach you, amen, the greatness. Oh, the greatness of his lordship. Hallelujah. And that you and I can experience his lordship in our lives. Hallelujah. 
I'm telling you, when we submit to his lordship, we will cease from doing our work and our will, and we will do his. And his work and his will will be accomplished in our lives. Oh, oh, hallelujah. Come on, how many would just say amen? And I hear you, Lord. I, I hear you. I, I hear you, and, I, and I, I'm beginning to realize what you're trying to do. I, I'm hearing what you're saying to my spirit. Oh, God, teach me how to do this. Teach me how to exalt you. Teach me how to exalt you. I want to do more than just praise the Lord. I want to be a worshiper of God. A worshiper means someone who has submitted and bowed down their life to him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. The Bible doesn't say the Lord hears those who praise Him. The Lord hears those who are worshipers. Those who have bowed and submitted their will and themselves to Him. Come on, it's only, it's only a few minutes after eight. The Holy Ghost is speaking and he's moving. He's, I'm telling you, the Lord's doing something in our life. There's transformation taking place. But we needed to hear this word because we can only be transformed, amen, by the renewing of our minds. God's got to put something in our mind and our thinking's got to change. Hallelujah, hallelujah, so that we can be changed. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Help me praise him. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Somebody say, have your way. Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my soul. I Yeah. 